0: Hello, this is Michael Beach. You are dialed into the Arizona Technology Council Tech Focus Member Spotlight Podcast. We welcome you to the podcast where we highlight the thought leaders and entrepreneurs who are growing Arizona's prominence as a world-class technology business hub. Each of our episodes features innovative entrepreneurs, transformative leaders, and technology titans. These are people who are reshaping the state's evolving tech ecosystem as we speak. All of us at the Arizona Technology Council and at Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting are excited to be able to bring you this podcast every month. We love bringing you closer to the great companies and the fantastic leaders who help you to learn more about what's happening in the technology sector right here in Arizona. As always, today's episode is moderated by Linda Drake, a renowned leadership coach and business advisor with Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting right here in Tucson, Arizona. Linda, it's great to see you, and I hope you're as excited as I am about today's episode and the special guest that you're going to introduce to our audience. Please take it away, Linda.
1: Thank you, Michael. deeply appreciate the introduction. Today, I am so delighted to introduce to you Khalid Al-Maskari, the founder and CEO of Health Information Management Systems, or H-I-M-S. Health Information Management Systems is a strategic thinking group of electronic healthcare record software experts who are passionate about harnessing the power of technology, to create value based care tools for integrated healthcare providers. Let me take a moment to introduce Khalid to you. He brings 20 years of experience in healthcare and is considered a thought leader by peers in the integrated healthcare field. As chief executive officer of HIMS, he rapidly grew the company from a single Tucson based customer to achieve a multi-state presence. As a goal-oriented executive with demonstrated experience in planning, developing, and implementing innovative technologies and information solutions that serve the diverse needs of integrated health populations, he likes to inspire his team to think big. Always striving to add to his knowledge base, Khalid sought certification opportunities. He earned his MBA in healthcare administration and achieved certifications in project management, Microsoft Products, CISSP, and several others. Nationally, Khalid went on to provide assistance and guidance as co-chair for the Certification Commission for Healthcare Information Technologies Security Workgroup as a result of implementation of HIPAA policies, and was an electronic healthcare record security proctor for several years. Khalid, we so welcome you to this podcast.
2: Thank you, Linda. I'm very excited to be here.
1: We're delighted to have you, sir. And tell us, tell us about HIMS's
2: purpose. Um, Health Information Management Systems is an electronic healthcare company. We started uh, back in 2014. Our mission, our goal is to transform the integrated healthcare experience one end user at a time. Our focus is in administrative burden, reducing those administrative tasks, integrating systems, and then providing information to our users who are focused on helping their patients. And really our goal is to look at those administrative burdens that they have and then work on ways to make it easier and better for them.
1: I must say that I was extremely impressed with your website. It was very clear about the explosive growth. How far has telemed imploded in the last several years?
2: As you know, with COVID um, happening back in 2020, it ac- accelerated a lot of the technology requirements for having telehealth services, which was really a welcome thing from our end because we knew long ago that uh, you don't have to spend a lot of time getting ready for going to an office to meet with the provider and the health healthcare team to get a good quality services. And we were ready before COVID hit with our technologies. We use different telehealth technologies to allow our customers to select what they want to use, how they want to use it. And then um, over the past couple of years, it's been really growing. And I'm glad to say that even now with uh, COVID not being as big a distraction, people are still relying on telehealth to get faster better services, both from the patient side of it and also from the provider. So it makes it easier for patients to request appointments or talk directly to their healthcare providers. It makes it really uh, more efficient from the provider side to do triage and um, work on things like refilling prescriptions or uh, creating appointments or responding to any needs a lot faster than they used to do in the past.
1: I was extremely impressed with the documentation on your website that says that US telehealth services were estimated at 3 billion before the pandemic. And now it's accelerated to 250 billion dollars of US healthcare spending.
2: Yeah, and, and that's the great thing about it, is that the technology has been there. Uh, for a while, but it accelerated. And people at the time before, before 2020 were not sure if telehealth would work well for uh, providing healthcare services. So there was that familiarity and comfort level with the face-to-face interaction. And there are diff- def- definitely there are areas where it does make sense. But then um, with telehealth, the technology has accelerated so much people started using it, and there's this forcing factor that was added because of the pandemic that made it easier for people that might have not been comfortable before that to actually use it, and then they saw how easy and seamless overall in general that that happened, and then they wanted to continue with it. So it's really exciting time for being in the healthcare industry, and it's really exciting to also utilize a lot of the technologies that we've had, improving them, making them easier, more efficient, and it's benefiting everybody, and in, including how uh, what you just said about the, the uh, efficiencies that are being added and also the, the cost associated with that. You
1: were able to bring a concept to market, right place, right time. Just absolutely spot on. So tell us about some of the unique features of the products you bring to the marketplace.
2: One of the things that we've been working on before uh, 2020 was the, an app we, uh, called Axiogram. So Axiogram is our product that we uses um, artificial intelligence machine learning to reduce a lot of the administrative burden from providers. And again, as as an electronic health record technology company, that's our focus, is allowing providers and users to actually focus on providing the care to the patients. So um, Axiogram is a mobile app that works actually with any EHR, so it's not limited to just our EHR. What it does, it makes it easier to understand what needs to happen, automating a lot of the Um, a lot of the tasks that are there, and also using voice recognition to capture a lot of the things that need to be done. An example is um, if a patient needs to refill a prescription, the system right now would be able to know about it ahead of time, alert the people that need to know about it, whether it's a nursing staff or care coordination staff or providers, and then also uh, connect and communicate with the patient if if the refill requires an appointment. So all of that processing that used to take hours and hundreds of hours to be done, we've automated to make it easier and simpler. Another thing with healthcare, there are a lot of requirements for writing notes and making sure that you're capturing information. So we try to incorporate the technology that's there to make it easier for the healthcare clinical team. So that way they could use their voice recognition. We could look at the entire meeting with the patients and extract certain information that, that based on the data that we have is important in making sure that those items get, get actually discussed and, and acted upon. So we're really excited about Axiogram. It's moving it from being a static healthcare system into more of a proactive system where we're doing a lot of automation. And again, the focus is, is how do we make it where, where providers don't have to spend a lot of time doing stuff that they don't need to do.
1: And so explain to our listeners, particularly the providers, about why your system provides the greatest efficiency in
2: billing. That's a really good question. Ultimately, the services that are being provided, there are over a thousand, I think, insurance companies, and each one of them has different, unique way of doing things. So there are some standards that everybody uses, but also there are some things that are specific to these uh, to these insurance companies. What we do is we automate the process of converting that note or encounter or medical service into a claim, and the claim is based on the payer or payers for that patient. So that way, the amount of time that it takes to get the claim back and adjudicate the claim is a lot shorter, the, um, the, like the uh, odds of it being denied is less because we're reusing that machine learning technology to make sure that whatever was denied in the past that we identify what that is and then uh, come up with work like work to make sure that, that those denials are caught in the front end rather than in the back end. So it makes it a lot more efficient for, for um, healthcare clinics and organizations to provide the services knowing that that those services will be accepted and adjudicated in a much shorter amount of time.
1: Understood. And uh, that's just a terrific process for providers instead of going through the complications and having uh, people and staff um, work on the process.
2: It truly really is. And, and right now with the, the shortage in, in um, staffing and also the diffi- difficulty that, is there to, to actually hire and retain staff. We feel that the technology that we're using makes it better, especially for smaller agencies and smaller healthcare providers that may not have the resources or the infrastructure uh, to do that, that uh, the technology exists to make it easier and better. Why not, uh, why not utilize that technology? Why not promote it? Why not basically have it do the things that in the past, manual uh, stuff will be done, and then it reduces the error rate from that. And it also, as we talked, it improves efficiencies. So that's really the exciting part of, of this is that we are combining different technologies from uh, the clinical side, the administrative side, the revenue cycle management side, to make it integrate into one system that makes it easier every step of the way. So, Khalid, is that what makes your product
1: unique from your competitors? Is it because of both the interaction with the provider's customers, the technology you've applied to the analysis and the notes, as well as far improving the billing cycle? Is this what makes your product unique, or are there other features?
2: We we believe in, in, in these three things. We partner with all of our customers. So we don't look at us ourselves as vendors. We're really partnering partnering with our customers. So that's really important because our job is to make their life easier. And also look at customer success and customer service, making sure that we have a great response, efficient, and also solving issues that come up much faster than what the industry standard is. And the last and the most important thing is the innovation. Electronic health records have been around for over 50 years now and when they were created initially it was the it was very limited as far as what their capabilities are what their purpose is and then how to use it unfortunately a lot of a lot of companies have continued to do that so we're looking at innovations it's very very big for us it's extremely important and how do we utilize either existing technologies or come up with something some new technologies to integrate all of that and make it better and more efficient. So th- those are the three things that we look at is partnering with our customers, uh, providing excellent customer service, and then always being in the innovative side of healthcare technology.
1: And so you're working predominantly with AI and integrating it into uh, telemed practices. Where do you see AI taking integrated healthcare in the next five years?
2: That, that again is, is also very interesting and exciting technology that has been around for a few years. Healthcare has lagged behind when it comes to machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. Things are starting to move rapidly. So machine learning is, is really important, especially when it comes to to healthcare. There are different ways of utilizing it. So there are clinical clinical side where it could do some things a little bit faster, probably more efficiently than, than we can as humans. And a good example of that is in reading radiology and, and reporting that kind of thing, also at clinical decisions. And then there are other ways of doing it where you could look at what could be done to make things more efficient. There's an element of trust also, uh, like having a trustworthy AI, because the algorithms and the technology itself may be a little bit mysterious if you're not working on it and understanding a lot of it. So we need to bring that trustworthy feeling for it in in healthcare. I really see it as transforming healthcare as we see it today. The way that healthcare started, it was uh, patient working with the provider's and the clinical care team directly. And then over time, it became less and less of that and more of spending a couple of minutes face-to-face with the patient and then the rest of the time spent uh, using your computer and the other technologies to to do things that can easily be done by, by something else. So our goal is to get back to that process again where you have more time to spend with your healthcare team and for the healthcare team to, have, to not spend as much time, spend as little as possible with the technology. The next five years will be transformative. AI will lead that transformation. I think a lot of it is for us as a healthcare industry to start getting a lot more comfortable with the opportunities and, and the possibilities that, that this technology promises.
1: So it would seem that your technology focuses on improving the quality of the experience for the patient and for the healthcare providers as well. So in terms of efficiency, so quality time or quality time can be devoted to the patient and less time on all the heaping administrative work that's required in the healthcare field.
2: And that's what it's really all about, is that how do I get to a point where I'm able to talk to my healthcare providers without having to go through all the many hoops that have been introduced just because we, we put technologies in a place where it made it harder for us to do that? And then how do I, as a patient, get comfortable with that process? And again, it has improved the past Couple of years, I think the comfort level is there, but some of it is is just uh, trusting these technologies to do more, and also as providers pushing for that as well. So one thing about about technology is that if you don't ask for it, then sometimes it it lacks. Uh, there are a lot of regulations and the healthcare that may make slow things down. So th- there's also that aspect of it. Is how do we remove all these barriers? that were created over the past 40, 50 years to get back to that like natural interaction between between patient and provider.
1: It's a win-win conclusion for everyone. So I want to congratulate you on creating this innovative company and platform for healthcare providers. So because it's so innovative, how do you stay ahead of the innovation curve?
2: That's a very good question too. We have a really like a, a core team here that cares about about the, the services that are being provided. We're all um, healthcare consumers. So we uh, sometimes face the same difficulties that everybody else is facing. We have this open innovative culture where anybody could bring up an issue or a discussion or ideas. Collectively, we work very closely with our customers. And um, as you mentioned, we're expanding to, to a lot more states. So we're trying to understand healthcare from all aspects uh, of, of the system that has been pre- provided throughout the United States. Internally, we're lucky to have some really good caring people that push us also to make sure that we're not stagnant. We also keep up with things that are happening out there. We're not focused on just healthcare. So a lot of time we're looking at other industries. What are they using? How are they doing things to make it easier to streamline processes and make it easier for their consumers? So we're borrowing some of those ideas and then adding what we can to make sure that it makes sense, getting a lot of our customers, giving them like a preview of what we're working on, and then getting the feedback from them to continue with it. It's challenging, but it's really the most exciting part of it is to be able to do that.
1: Well, I also see that you and the company have participated in local and statewide organizations. And let's just focus for a moment on your membership in the Arizona Technology Council. Why is that key for you and what's important about your relationship with the council?
2: It's really important for us to be part of the Arizona Technology Council. They've done a wonderful job creating a lot of opportunities for existing companies, new companies. A lot of time we have the communication and the discussion and we're able to support one another through the Arizona Technology Council. The events that they have, they have a broad array of different events that are being done, and I was part of some of these events. It's really important as a state to make sure that we're one of the top, if not the top, technology-driven state. in Arizona and the council is doing a lot you know for us to achieve that and again just the ability to connect with different companies different innovators looking at what they're doing and being able to to have this sense of camaraderie to work together to improve the state is is key to us
1: excellent and so how can healthcare providers reach you
2: we have the the website that you mentioned we also do a lot of events And we're also active in LinkedIn and Twitter and other social media, but our website is hmsfirst.com.
1: Perfect. I want to really thank you for the quality of your time today. Is there anything else that you would like to add to this podcast?
2: Um, Thank you, Linda. I really appreciated the discussion. Um, I think the last thing is is just uh, some of the stuff that we discussed is that making sure that we are pushing for technologies that make our experience as patients better and easier. We need to look at that carefully and require it because without that push, uh, sometimes some of the regulations or some of the obstacles Remain, and we need everybody's help to to actually get over those obstacles and provide better care.
1: Excellent! It was a great pleasure to be with you today, sir, and it's a great pleasure to listen about the success and the quality improvements that you're making in in telehealth. And on behalf of the Technology Council, we thank you for your contributions to the council as well and to the state and our greater community. It's been a great pleasure to have you here today. Thank you for being our guest. and Michael, I turn it back over to you.
0: Thanks Linda. Well, that's our episode for today, Arizona technology council members. We want to thank our special guest and our moderator, Linda Drake for another insightful episode of the Tech Focus member spotlight podcast brought to you by the Arizona Technology Council and Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting. We're excited that our next show will feature Linda Drake talking with another fantastic Arizona Technology Council executive and another example of the fast growth and innovations that are going on right here within our great state of Arizona. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And please, if you have a great suggestion for a future episode guest, or if perhaps you want to become a featured guest yourself, reach out to Jamie Nielsen at at org, or visit Arizona Tech Council's website at www.aztechcouncil.org forward slash tech focus. We'll look forward to spending our next episode together with you. Until then, remember, invest in innovation, invest in your team, and continue to invest in the technology sector right here in the great state of Arizona. See you next time.